Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Marge. That's right. I'm back. Better than ever. Your favorite host <laughs> of Bite Me, the show about edibles. And uh, yeah. Well, yeah. How, did you get, how did you get it's better be than back. perfect, Marge? You know, that's my question. How can I be better than perfect? That, that is the question. <laughs> <laughs> but she's better than ever. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, what were you saying, Monkey? You are here too. I am here too, man. I'm enjoying some extremely warm weather down here. I'm still, we were out earlier in shorts and t-shirt enjoying 80 degree temperatures, blue sky and sunshine where everybody else in the country freezes. Oh, just suddenly turned into a weather report for a second there. It has, man. <laughs> we have some high pressure winds moving in from the east. Man, it feels like summer has arrived early. <laughs> nice. What are you saying, TG? You don't know much, man. Same, same old shit. Temple grower up here in Treaty 6 territory, a.k.a. Saskatchewan. You added a little something to your, your avatar there. That's, well, that's just for when I have my lovely face shown generally, so I can have my logo not blocked out by my body. Ah, ah, nice. Yeah, good plan. Good plan. But, uh, yeah, I guess I clicked the wrong picture. So, oh, well. Ah, looks good. Looks good. And what we saying down there on the other side of the coin, Bubblehawk, you good? G'day, guys. Bubblehawk here, your favorite Steve Irwin impersonator. Probably not. <laughs> Can't guarantee I'm the only Steve Irwin impersonator that smokes weed, nor that grows weed, but I'm the one that's here today. So that's what matters. Nice. So, yes, here we are to talk about the cannabis news and events this week. And, of course, for the Grow Guides, we're going to be talking about NPK ratios, what it all means, you know, the difference between synthetic nutrients and their NPK ratio against uh, organic nutrients and things like that. So, And we've got some good questions as well for the listener mail section as well, which we'll be covering towards the end of the show. So well, that, that's like the intro done, really, before you wrap that up. But anyway, let's talk about Marge being on holiday. Marge, what, what happened, man? Oh, it was great. I uh, went down to Mexico and enjoyed the most beautiful weather, wonderful people, delicious food. I have a tan. And then I came right back into a snowstorm. So that was Oh, shitty. gosh. Yeah, dire. No. Wow. It was dire. The weather was so good. Now I know why people are like, fuck Canada for six months out of the year. <laughs> I understand the snowbird. <sighs> so you, what, you planning to go back anytime soon? I would love to, but no. Yeah. <laughs> No. It's almost insulting that you get off the beach and have to go back into a blizzard. Yeah, like we flew back and then the day after I saw on the news that they were canceling all kinds of flights because of the storm that came through and yeah. So if we had stayed one more day, we would have been trapped in an airport while we waited for this Canadian snowstorm to... Would you rather have been in a Mexican airport or back home in Canada? Uh, I probably, hmm. probably would have been stuck in Mexico maybe. <laughs> But well, if no, you're, stuck in an airport, you're stuck in an airport, no matter where it is, right? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. now, did you see any, did you go see any like pyramids and things like that? Any of those ancient sites down in Mexico? We did. We saw some. Oh, there, cool. We saw some. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. I'd love yeah, to see that stuff, man. There, but yeah. Mm. What was the most impressive yeah. one did you see? 
Well, we only went to one. It oh. wasn't that big, but it was old. So, you know, my, uh, my other half isn't necessarily as enamored with that stuff as I am. So, you know, right. Yeah. It's still cool though. I'd love to see that. Stuff, I think man. it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm. That's what I'd be doing all day is just looking at the pyramids, trying to, mm-hmm. right. trying to figure out how did they make that block fit there like that? Right. You know, yeah, it, it is pretty nah, fast. Like Matthew, be more like, I wonder if I can get to the top of this so I could smoke a joint up there. Yeah, before I get arrested. <laughs> yeah. That's before it. I'm arrested, right. Can I yeah, the, the joint before they get to me? I did see a video of some tourist ran up the stairs at one of them, and, just, and all the other tourists around him was just like, boo, boo. And she's like, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't she got in the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't climb them. That's against the rules, man. But, but yeah, like, the one you're at, you couldn't climb. It was pretty cool. And Grand, Graham Hancock told us that he had climbed a pyramid and actually found his, what was it, his uh, father's or grandfather's? His, uh, his granddad's, yeah, I think it was. Granddad's, it might have been his great, great granddad's. Yeah, his signature up on top of the Great Pyramid. Mm-hmm. Visited long, long ago. That was pretty cool. Imagine yeah. finding something like that, man. Yeah, man. Massive coincidence. It's so but cool as well. Just time, to climb the fucking thing. That's fucking epic. Yeah, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it was graffiti, you know, it shouldn't have been done. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Pretty cool either way. But that are covered in, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I want to see the ones. I want to see the ones that they've got where that if you clap, it sounds like the bird. Mm. Like they've Mm. set it up so that the echo bounces just right to sound like the local birds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, that's so fucking cool. That'd be wild. Mm -hmm. And there's a one which sounds like a snake as well. One sounds like a snake and one sounds like a bird. Quasi Carl is the bird, I think. Yes. That's Interesting, right. man. It's like, did they know beforehand when before they built it, did they know it was going to make that sound, or was it just a coincidence of design? You will never know. Mm. Did they just say, Oh, this one's for Quasicotl because it makes this sound Quetzicotl? <laughs> it's a strange name to pronounce. It's a strange one. But anyway, well, we are not here to talk about that kind of stuff. That's for like the session in the middle <laughs> of the show. So, yeah. <laughs> I love talking about old stuff like that. It's fascinating, man. Fascinating. How long have humans really been here? How intelligent have we been in the past and then just forgotten stuff? You know what I'm saying? Sound just like Mr. Hancock, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've listened to a lot of stuff he's done, man. <laughs> Very interesting guy. I have been watch, listening to a lot, watching a lot of his Netflix stuff. And yeah, he is very interesting. Mm. Yeah, He's not yeah. afraid to go ahead and, let's say, break out of the common walls. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you all need to uh, go and check that out, man. If you haven't listened to the Graham Hancock interview yet, Go and check it out. And if you don't know who he is, check that out and then find out about more of his stuff because he's got some interesting ideas, man. It's very cool. So, yeah, we got the new stories to cover. I think we're just about to... Well, we haven't discussed what we're all smoking yet, have we? What are we smoking? TG, what you got, man? What are you holding? Um, I was just... Well, I had some of my amnesia in the bowl. Nice. Classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some amnesia. Yep. Right. <laughs> what are you saying, Bobo? What you got? You squishing this morning, or is it just random flour? Uh, well, I've got a bit of both, actually. Um, I've got a little bit of citrique, which is a a mix of like a mandarin haze or something. I can't remember the exact mix. Um, and as always, I have rosin. So again, chances are I'll probably just go with the rosin. Can't nice, nice. Wedding Some cake. Citrique, got... uh, diamonds here, actually. Diamonds oh, really? Yeah, maybe, maybe I can squish some. You know what? 
if I go silent for a little bit, it's because I've got the press out. Oh. <laughs> you go silent, radio silent. He's just going to mute his mic while he squishes an ounce. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What are you saying, Marge? What are you smoking on? I'm getting out some strawberry cough. Ooh, oh, nice. nice. Yeah. This is one of Monkey's favorites. Yeah. yeah. Do it. What are you saying, Monkey? What are you smoking on this week? Yeah, well, actually, it's strawberry cough and a one and a half gram uh, king palm blunt right now. About halfway through it, I think uh, after that, we'll switch straight to the vape. But uh, starting off with that, it's Sweet. nice stuff. Beautiful stuff. We should move on to the cannabis news and events. Are we all ready for that? Let's do mm-hmm. it. I think yes. so. Let's do it. You know, I think I want to go first this week because this Ooh. this news story is a fucking piss take. <laughs> Again, we got a Mackie rant coming. Oh, man, it's so bad. I mean, we'll, we'll, I'll go on with the usual, uh, you know, disclaimer here that things are bad in the UK right now, everybody. <laughs> I don't know if you was all aware. Yeah, it might seem all nice and shit when you're watching the normal news. But then when you come along to high and homegrown news and Mackie gets a news article, you're like, damn, the UK is a bit fucked up right now and it is it is for sure but this woman i'll read the headline out to you sorry woman find after neighbors complain about pungent cannabis smell so i mean that in the first place is like she's getting fined because her neighbors complained about the pungent smell of cannabis Hmm. i mean she might be a medical user this could be her medicine she's using you know, like legitimate legal medical user of cannabis in the UK with a legal prescription and shit. And she's getting fined because of the smell of cannabis. It's it, it's just some bullshit, man. I, I hate the smell of cigarette smoke, but my neighbors are allowed to smoke outside and the smoke can blow into my living room and stink out my living room with fucking cigarette smoke. And can I get them fined because I dislike the smell of their shit? No, but this woman gets fined. Anyway. Getting carried away here. A woman has been fined after neighbors complained of a pungent cannabis like smell wafting from her flat. Officers in Spalvorn Borough Council handed Angela Smethurst a community protection notice to stop the stench. I mean, what even is that? A community protection notice. The shit they come up with here in the UK anti social behavior order, you know, community <laughs> protection notice. You know, it's what the fuck, man. It, it, this is it's real like airstrip one over here, I swear. But the council says she ignored the request as she would, or maybe she tried, but she had some really stinky cheese. You know, it left the authority with no option but to take Smethurst to Staines Magistrate Court to give neighbors a break from the smell. <laughs> <laughs> So they've taken her to court. I mean, how long are they were thinking, oh, we'll just take her out of the house for a little bit so the smell goes away? Yeah. <laughs> what, what the fuck, why, man? Why not take her away for half a day? You know, <laughs> the court heard evidence from neighbours who said the marijuana-like smell would come from the de- defendant's flat and seep into the hallway of their own homes. They said Smethurst had ignore requests to stop. The Borough Council says Smethurst failed to attend court on February 2nd, having previously entered a not guilty plea. The case against her was proved in her absence. Hmm. 
Uh, is that the right word? I mean, what, is it proven in her absence or proved in her yeah. absence? Mm, strange well, wording. Uh, basically, she wouldn't defend herself, so she's guilty, huh? Yeah, maybe. Uh, she has now been fined two hundred pounds, which isn't a lot, but still, it's a fine. And ordered to pay victim surcharge. That the, this this shit bit. Magistrates also ordered Smethurst to pay two thousand two hundred and sixty-one pound and eighty-eight pence of prosecution costs. Hmm. So that's like two and a half G's. This woman's been fined just for smelling of cannabis. What the yeah. actual fuck? Uh, uh, I don't know. This is, might be Colonel is C L L R, some kind of ranking here. Uh, Joanne Sexton, vice chair of the Neighborhood Service and Enforcement Committee. Again, what the fuck even is that? Said. I would like to commend the actions of our staff in this case. Drugs have a negative impact on the community, and we are pleased that Smithhurst has been held to account for her actions. I urge any resident whose life is being blighted by antisocial behaviour to report it to the necessary authorities. I thought this was about the smell, not about the drugs. Yeah, and- yeah that's what it's supposed to be. Are you trying to make sense of something that's happening in the UK? Waste of time <laughs> trying to do that. Waste of time. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's it, exactly, mate. It's like they're talking about drugs having negative impacts. What was she doing? It's only a smell. It's a smell. Well, on the flip side, does it set a precedent now that anyone can complain about any smell they don't like now? Because it's been be proven in court. You yeah. know? What, if somebody's, what if someone's oh. painting their apartment or maybe there's a heavy cigarette yeah. smell? We or have they a like fucking, to drink a lot. They all have smells. Mm. We literally have a farm, like a cattle farm in the middle of our city. And when I used to live over in the other neighborhood that was right next to it, yeah, some days it would smell like fucking a barn. And then there was the railroads that we live next to a rail yard and the diesel in the winter just lingers. You know, like there's mm-hmm. there's fat rendering plants that made me almost puke when I used to work next to that up in the north end in the industrial area. Like, what the fuck, you know? Say so if you live next door to a Chinese restaurant, an Indian restaurant that has these high high smelling spicy foods but you don't like spicy food can you also complain to a court and have somebody fined because of that or even like any fast food joint that has all that like cooking oil i mean Mm -hmm. the cigarettes one is is the best one though because i hate cigarettes Mm -hmm. people are fucking walking around like all the time smoking you know standing outside shops just smoking and you have to walk past them to get into it it's like i don't like criticize them i'm like whatever you know it's that's the rules i just won't go next to them i guess so you know and this is the bullshit you know and all the things we are talking about here they're all legal and in the uk for all we know this woman is a legal user of cannabis she could have the prescription gone through the consultation you know she's got a doctor give her the prescription and she has to go get the shit from the pharmacy completely legally she is in possession of her cannabis medicine and using her cannabis medicine legally is it fair to find because if she wasn't using it legally then surely that would have been brought up in the article as well like you, well, you know. yeah and the issue would have been illegal drugs then or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck right mm-hmm. the smell like, that's it so to insinuate it's just about the smell would mean yeah it's because uh, she is a legal user of cannabis and well, her neighbors don't like the smell of it Maybe. In order to charge her with with a uh, illegal use, though, they would have had a found cannabis. So maybe <laughs> if they searched the apartment, they didn't find anything. So mm, I don't mm. know. But I'm with, I'm with you though. Smell is no big deal. Like, and I'm with TG on this whole thing. Uh, cigarettes to me smell way worse than weed. Mm-hmm. There's a lot and of. And if things. it was legal, if it was her medicine, where the hell is she supposed to use it if she can't use it at home? 
<laughs> that reminds me. This smells. Sorry. I, I was standing or sitting on my friend's step one time smoking joints, and uh, this guy walked by on the sidewalk, and he he looked at me and he didn't say anything until he got like just past my property, and then he said, "Well, I guess this is a fucking normal now." But you know, nothing. Guns, man. Yeah, buddy. Walked like, far enough past so we could run away from that. Well, <laughs> another thing too, you know, I've been, I was. I was lectured by this stupid fucking guy uh, that came to my house one time and I was, I asked, he was a politician that was running in the city, really douchebag guy. But um, I asked him about like what his stance on medical marijuana was, you know, because that's a big issue for me. And he didn't have one, but he also commented that his neighbors smoke pot all day and it just constantly smells like weed. And it sounds like, like the term NIMBY, not in my backyard. It's an acronym, NIMBY. Yeah. NIMBY. Mm-hmm. So that's what these motherfuckers are because like there's no, that this lady is smoking weed constantly like you, you, you don't nobody smokes weed just all day like all fucking day chain smoke like really i mean no i used to bro i was there no well <laughs> i guess i mean but like I, I don't know i mean that's to me when someone's like a guy like eight hours a day it just there's smoke coming out of the fucking window i, I don't mm. know like and mm. you know it's very uncommon like people have lives they don't just sit at home mm-hmm. and smoke mm-hmm. fucking weed all day and that's it so like I think there's some embellishment in these these kinds of stories all the time and it's just and but you know the question remains is like you guys it's still illegal there and and they're worried about the smell that's what kind of weirds me out yeah yeah it's a strange one man there must be more to this new story about they're missing out you know, <laughs> she must have just had some long ongoing rivalry with her neighbors and it says that she lived in a flat as well so we have these things in the uk called high rises which uh, they have like, uh, I don't know, 50, 60 different flats, which are apartments, essentially, on mm-hmm. numerous floors, like 10, 15 floors going all the way up. And you can't walk up and down the stairs in one of these buildings because it reeks of piss. And mm. if they're living in one of these type of buildings, but complaining about the the pungent smell of cannabis, like, God right. damn, you, you <laughs> need to get your priorities in order, man. But it's just some really pissy skunk or amnesia, though. Mm. <laughs> you know someone's cat piss you know that's another thing what about these old ladies who have got like yeah. 10 cats living in a flat and just pissing <laughs> out all over the place and the place stinks right. of cat piss man can you go find that lady now is that going to be a, a, something that's going to start happening hmm yeah well, I don't on, know. That, on that point you you could if, if you can find people for smells you could find three quarters of a floor especially because not everybody cooks the same food not everybody's mm-hmm. food flavors mm-hmm. are the same you imagine, you know, I know. I've Not everybody's hygiene habits are the same. Yeah. Right. Smells are subjective, you know, like some people mm-hmm. like, like the smell. Like there's a guy at work that used to love the smell of our used vacuum oil. And I think it smells like a, a wet, sick dog that's been eating nothing. But yeah, other that's dogs strange. Did. That's strange. Like, I like mm-hmm. the smell of vacuumed oil. Yeah, right. I mean, Stay away like, from that guy, up, bro. Man. It reminds What's me of this. This uh, TV show I've seen on Netflix about this Jeffrey Dahmer guy. Stay away from strange people like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, but the point is, is people people like different things, right? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't like different things too. So, yeah, strange one, isn't it? See this woman. I mean, it's like two and a half grand for over overall the whole bill, including court oh. fees. Two and a half grand, man. Shocking. It's not fair. It's unjust, and it's typical news that comes out of the uk nowadays but you thought i'd bring that to everybody's attention some bullshit
But anyway, cool. uh, what are you saying, Bob? What, you want to take your, your new story away now? You want to do yours? Yeah, I can take mine away. Give me one second here. I had it, I had it there. There it is. Okay, so mine's actually not too bad. Uh, mine is a little bit of progress in the industry, so which is whoop, always whoop. good. Yes. Australian Cannabis Nurses Association launches to educate and advocate for medicinal cannabis. Uh, so a newly formed group with a vision to offer medicinal cannabis education, advocacy, and peer support to nurses has launched this week. Nurse practitioner and medicinal cannabis prescriber Simone O'Brien will lead the Australian Cannabis Nurses Association, the ACNA, alongside co-founders Deb Branson and Jody Davis. Uh, there's misinformation about cannabis with clinicians, uh, Miss O'Brien said. We are very keen to decrease the stigma. Uh, the group wants education about the endocannabinoid system, including in undergraduate uh, nursing degrees. This marks this week marks seven years since the federal parliament passed legislation to legalise medicinal cannabis in Australia. Uh, most cannabis medications are classified as unapproved therapies, which means permission is required from the Commonwealth Therapeutic Goods Administration, the old TGA, before a prescription is issued. Since 2016, the numbers of prescriptions has skyrocketed from just a handful to well over 100,000 last year. <clears throat> Pardon me. Whew. You caught me off guard on that one. Um, Weak. Miss O'Brien. Yeah. <laughs> I was replying to Billy. I just had a hit, so I'm just trying to get through that. Uh, Miss O'Brien first became interested in medicinal cannabis after an accident in 2019 left her with a really nasty break in her leg. Uh, during months off work and in rehab, she looked into whether medicinal cannabis could work for her. It was just amazing for my pain, Miss O'Brien said. I thought I'm going to start prescribing it as well because it's a really valid option for people who have chronic pain. Miss O'Brien said the ACNA would offer medicinal cannabis training for nurses at all levels. They will also offer peer support for nurses and advocate for better patient access. Uh, a lot of patients will go and speak to their health providers, whether that's a GP, a psychologist, psychiatrists, and they say, no, cannabis won't suit you, she said. We want to get the word out that this is a very safe medicine and it's applicable across a whole lot of different patient populations. Uh, the ABC contacted the Australian Nursing and Midwifery Federation, the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners, and the Australian Medical Association for comment. None were able to respond before the deadline. The AMA has consistently advocated for caution regarding medicinal cannabis. Uh, though there is a growing body of evidence regarding the therapeutic use of cannabinoids, it's still experimental, the AMA position statement said. <laughs> the statement... Yeah. The so, statement calls for clinical trials to be conducted and said where medicinal cannabis is deemed safe and effective, it should only be made available after existing treatments have failed. Uh, the RACGP wow. also, yeah, <clears throat> gets better. Uh, the RAC, uh, RACGP also highlighted the need for further high quality research into the safety and effectiveness of medicinal cannabis products as the current evidence is limited and inconclusive. Uh, the current available evidence does, however, suggest a possible role for medicinal cannabis products in a number of areas, the RACGP statement said. Therefore, if after conventional evidence-based treatments have failed and the specialist general practitioner feels that medicinal cannabis products are a viable treatment option for their patients, they should be able to prescribe appropriate medicinal cannabis products. Um, Co-founder, director of United in Compassion and the Australian Medicinal Cannabis Association, Lucy Haslam, said the formation of the ACNA was exciting. 
Mrs. Haslam said the lack of awareness around medicinal cannabis often saw patients discriminated against. There are patients losing their work because of outdated drug testing, Mrs. Haslam said. Sometimes patients go into facilities like hospitals, respite care centres or aged care centres and they're not able to access a legally prescribed and legally supplied product because the staff don't have the awareness that they probably should. Uh, the association's launch will form part of the inaugural Medicinal Cannabis Awareness Week run by AMCA. Mrs. Haslam first started campaigning to legalise medicinal cannabis in 2014 with her son, Dan, who relied on the drug after he was diagnosed with terminal bowel cancer. February 24 marks eight years since Dan's death and seven years since medicinal cannabis was legalised in Australia. Uh, Mrs. Haslam said many patients still struggle to find reliable information about the medication. We want to help patients understand that it is now legal, that there are legal pathways. She said, while this year Medicinal Cannabis Awareness Week will be a community-run event, AMCA uh, hopes the federal parliament will formally recognise it in the future. Then it will be an enduring week where we can sort of focus on some of the issues and continue to make things better for patients. So, yeah. That's wow, little, some bullshit. Little, there's, but, some, there's some good stuff and some yeah, bullshit yeah. at the you same know, like, time. Well, we haven't done enough studies. It's, it sounds as if you're <laughs> the same kind of country as we are. <laughs> it's oh, it's the same have, rhetoric, man. You know, it's like this part of the same Commonwealth or something, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ridiculous, yeah. man. We have to do so, our own studies. There's not enough to, su to suggest that cannabinoids are safe and effective. God damn. Um, yeah. So, and this is this has been the rhetoric the whole time. It's oh, we don't know. We we're not we're not certain if it's going to be effective, and everything. All the tests we've done are proving otherwise, which is bullshit. Because mm -hmm. every test mm -hmm. we've done that's come out has said either one there was some there was a there there was some um, truth to it, and that we just need a little bit more research just to nail it down, and others that are like, yes, it works. And you know, you, you ask. Yeah. It's just there used to be this old saying, but uh, you know, everybody is entitled to their own opinion, but nobody is entitled to their own facts. And this seems to have changed over the last few years, where everybody has got their own version of the facts. Now they are just, you know, whatever you feel is the correct thing. Even though all these studies have been done and shit, they'll go out and get other studies done that will give them a different uh, outcome, and then be like, these are the facts, and it's just. Everything just seems so topsy fucking turvy, man. Especially when it comes to cannabis, like this. Yeah, it's a fast I mean, one. The, the thing that I'm taking away from this is that the there is now a group of people out there pushing for um, for education, uh, especially in nursing and undergraduates. So uh, I think that's I think a pretty we big deal, too. Honestly, to that, have that in the curriculum because it's never going to be widely accepted to do studies and stuff if they don't put it right in the curriculum so they understand it mm -hmm. yeah so that that was my biggest takeaway because it's one thing yeah. that when we were talking to dr brian walker he was saying the same thing it was not something that you get taught uh you don't there, there's really not much covering i think he said there was like a two-page thing he did that covered a little bit about cannabis medication and that was it um, whereas this is pointing out that there's a lot different, a lot of different approaches people can take and probably should take. Um, but the one thing that pissed me off was the whole it, we need to we need to have everything else tried first before we use this. Yeah. Why? Yeah, that stood what, out too. Like, but what if the patient comes in and says, "I'm not interested in these other things. Let's just skip all that shit and go right to the cannabis option." 
this I yeah, mean, see, they, this is the problem take we have seriously or will they just say no we have to try this other stuff first unfortunately now i i spoke to a um to my gp funnily enough my my normal gp um he said to me that the problem with it at the moment is that there's such a a stigma still attached around um the medical side of it where a lot mm-hmm. of gps and doctors don't want to be the one that's known as the the cannabis doctor they don't want to be right. known as the guy that that hands them out um, so they're either straight up, just nah, not touching it. Don't want anything to do with it. Um, and, and to the point where I know of some people that have actually been sent elsewhere to a different GP because that GP then no longer wants to, um, prescribe or, or treat that patient. So they've been, they're like, Oh, I'm not going to treat you anymore if that's what you want to do. Um, really? yeah. So it's, it's a big problem and that's why that, that's why I, I picked this specific uh, article because it it really does show that there are people out there that, that want to change uh, but they're kind of stifled at, at certain points there's like little bottlenecks that they've got to get past first so mm-hmm. and you can really yeah. hardly, hardly blame the doctors in some ways because they're being told yeah hey, cannabis is good but they haven't I mean, when they're prescribing pharmaceuticals, they know a specific dose, they understand the medicine and all the rest of it. But when it comes to cannabis, there's so many different ways, so many different options, and they don't understand it. They don't get it. So it makes it a lot harder for them to say, here, take something I don't really get. I don't really understand. Yeah, they, they haven't been taught. They, ha- they, haven't been, right. they haven't been educated on it. And, and that's, where, that, that's where this would come in. Um, mm-hmm. we'd be going around and giving these people and, and these doctors more education around the subject and, and hopefully giving them um, you know, confidence. More, it's just yeah, a, more confidence in in supplying it to their their patients. It's just shocking how they would want you to take these potentially deadly drugs that have bad side effects. Most of them, it's very rare to come across medicine that doesn't have some kind of wild side effect. You know, mm-hmm. may cause death. You know, you don't you don't get that on the fucking yeah. packet for your weed, dear. You know? Yeah, it's not going to kill they anybody. Would they would much rather you be on an opiate mm-hmm. than be on cannabis here. Yeah. Which is so, so wrong. Yeah. And there's crazy. no, and, and the moment you like, so thankfully my GP is quite understanding. And when I went in, cause I, I had a really bad issue about 12 months ago where uh, my sciatic played up and my whole left leg went numb. Um, it was, that it was like, it was numb, but that pain, that dull pain in there. Mm. Um, and I went into him and he's like, oh, look, you know, have you, have you tried, um, oh, what was it? It was a, um, oh, I can't remember what they call it now. It was a heavy opiate. And I'm like, oh, and, um, endone. He wanted to, he wanted to subscribe, uh, prescribe me endone. And I said, mate, I would just much rather be able to sit at home and smoke weed. And, uh, and then he got me started on the whole, oh yeah, all right, well, oh, you know, let's, let's see, cause you'll be my first guinea pig is, um, is sending off a, a referral for it. Um, and we went from there with it. Um, I'd already been smoking weed. He knew that, but the fact that I'd turned down the opiate in the first place was the only reason that he decided to let me go down that path and then mm. he'd take it. Cause he knew that I wasn't going to abuse it. Um, because, and that's the other thing he was saying was that a lot of people that come in are looking for a fix. They're not looking for uh, trying to get help for whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Like I was, they were there to, oh, yeah, just write me a script for whatever you can. And yeah. the opioid epidemic here, it's it's bad. 
and it's not talked about. And I know it's bad in the States too. It's probably bad in the UK as well, everywhere. It's bad in um, Canada. It's bad everywhere, yeah. Yeah, it, it, no. it's all fine in the UK. I don't know what about it. Everything is fine <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> That's what I've heard, man. Yeah. To just assume that we've got problems like that, Bubba Hawk. It's not right, bro. Can't Shame do that. on you. Shame <laughs> on you, Bubba Hawk. That's my bad. <laughs> Degenerate cannabis smoker over here. You know, right. uh, UK is doing pretty good, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, and this kind of segues nicely into Marge's article, the fact that, you know, they want us to rather take these harmful drugs rather than this devil cannabis. That's right. Cannabis That's seems to be nice... quite harmless, right there, Marge? That is correct. Uh, this article from Stratcan out of Canada is uh, referencing researchers in Australia who have found that there is no consistent association between cannabis use and measures of lung function. And this is why they need to do their own studies, Bubble Huck, because the answers <laughs> were not agreeable. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, this is it. sounds like they are doing their own studies. They're just not talking about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. However. Yeah, sorry. No, I was going to go on that a recent study published in the medical journal Respiratory Medicine looked at whether cigarette smoking or cannabis use and co-use with tobacco are associated with changes in lung function in a population sample of young adults. Although researchers found evidence suggesting impairments in lung function associated with cigarette smoking, maybe no big surprise there. Mm -hmm. It found few, if any, harms associated with relatively low levels of cannabis use. It also found that co-use of tobacco and cannabis appears to have no additional risk to lung function than those associated with only or tobacco use. So that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. saying if you're using tobacco with your cannabis, it doesn't seem to have any additional risk. Mm -hmm. The data from this cohort study of cigarette smoking, cannabis use, and co-use at 21 and 30 years of age and lung function. So they basically started out with people who were 21 and followed up with them again at the age of 30. Subjects were several thousands of now adult children of pregnant women who were recruited into the cohort study over the period of 1981 to 1983 in Australia. What? So this was ages ago. Yeah, it looks like it doesn't. It's look. like 40 but, years uh, ago. They the... were recruited, but then they were looking at. Yeah, that's not particularly clear in my mind. Am I missing something here? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it seems like they must have they must have at some point agreed to be part of the study. Right. They recruited and... these people when they were very young, perhaps. Maybe it was like these women in 81 to 83, they're all pregnant and doctors came to them and, and asked them if they would make their like kids part of a study that's what yeah, i'm getting out of it yeah, i think that's like a yeah. cannabis or a tobacco smoker well, it's kind of like you'll be a part of the study if you're a cannabis smoker or not because yeah. they need yeah. the controls anyway yeah right yeah, yeah i guess that's true the yeah the control group that might not use either yeah sounds so, to me like there's several thousand people out there that deserve some payment for their being test subjects but that's just me <laughs> it does sound oh, maybe, like... <laughs> maybe they got free weed who knows yeah well this is a good point uh, Sorry. It does go on to say that while cigarette smoking was associated with reduced airflow in the lungs, can confirm as an ex-smoker, researchers found no consistent association between cannabis use and measures of lung function even after years of use. Also can confirm. Researchers specifically want to look at any possible increased risk uh, with the co-use of cannabis and tobacco, something that has not yet been studied in depth. 
although they found no increased risk to lung lung airflow related to co-use of cannabis with tobacco or of standalone cannabis use, researchers still noted other health concerns with cannabis use. Like psychosis? Of course. <laughs> I don't think it mentions psychosis in this. It pretty but much sticks. To you wasn't here last week, Marge. Like, even if you get psychosis from cannabis, there's a cure for the psychosis now. More cannabis. Cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> really? But, it, yeah. but man, you can't make this shit up, Marge. I swear. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sorry. That's yeah. No, that's okay. Basically, they're saying that they're not finding really any increased risks to air, lung airflow if you're using related to the co-use of cannabis with tobacco or the standalone use of tobacco or of cannabis, sorry. And of course, there is an increased risk to lung airflow if you use tobacco. And a lot of that, of course, has to do with, I mean, the way you smoke cigarettes probably versus the way you smoke cannabis. Um, Usually you smoke a lot more cigarettes, I Mm -hmm, think, mm -hmm. in my experience anyway. How come people don't put tobacco in bongs? Did people do that? Because it's nasty, bro. Where you get your shisha bongs, don't you? Fucking nicotine in you right now, do. you know. Yeah, it, that, some people. It's a big <laughs> thing Sorry. here. Tobacco with weed, but a, full, a lot of people. Oh. I was just thinking, oh, yeah, full tobacco bong, oh, like a bowl. I am not. I can't lie, man. I have seen people do it. Yeah, it tastes disgusting. Bong. Yeah, it's <laughs> usually followed by a massive head spin and some vomit, and, and everybody yeah, else then laughing. So, <laughs> you imagine it's like smoking a. When my kids were in high school, they would call those poppers and they were really bad for you. Like they would put in so much tobacco and a little bit of cannabis with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, it would, kids would lose weight on it. And like, I don't know, it was some nasty shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah, but they called them poppers. That's, that is a thing. But I, I feel like that's. Isn't poppers another thing? Or yeah. I'm on nitrates, is it? <laughs> yeah, that was that was the old poppers back way long ago. Yeah, good times. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know too many. Bit. I don't know, like like I said, I knew it was a thing in high school, but I don't know adults that do those. At least not productive members of society. No, this is funny. I mean, I'm just imagining that, so it looks funny in my mind. That's that's all. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Uh, so it goes through some things, but it, uh, so they did check with people at the age of 21, they were collecting data. And then there, I think they were following up again at the age of 30. Uh, what does it say here? Well, uh, with tobacco users who are still smoking at the age of 30, the negative impacts on lung function were increased while those who continue to use cannabis did not have such associated negative effects. Researchers also noted that those who used cannabis, even those who also smoked tobacco, used it with less frequency and in less volume than they did tobacco. It also noted that those who were smoking tobacco by 21 years of age, but had quit by the age of 30, had better lung function than those who continued to smoke tobacco. I mean, some in some ways, this is seems kind of obvious that we it's well documented by now that tobacco is terrible for you mm-hmm. and it's horrible for your lungs and causes all kinds of related uh you know lung problems and i know when i used to smoke i am asthmatic but when i used to smoke some mornings i'd wake up and i you'd just be like just it Mm -hmm. was so bad it's so bad for you and but they're saying you know smoke weed and you're not going to have these same kinds of effects because it's just a very different product Mm -hmm. and you don't they don't put so much shit in it 
I mean, tobacco, right. when it comes off the plant, like off the tobacco plant, you get the tobacco leaves. It's nothing like the tobacco you'll find when you're smoking it. There's so much right. shit added to it, preservatives and sugars and things for flavor, things to keep it wet, things to make sure it, it burns properly. Even burn, yeah, all that mm, stuff. So awful. much shit is added. Yeah. Damn, mean stuff, man. Try and stay away from that tobacco shit. Just smoke weed. Right. If, if you can, but, you know... Uh, Tobacco is a, well, nicotine is a highly addictive substance, man. It's hard to quit once you've smoked it. But do try and keep trying, everybody. Try and get off that nasty shit. Mm -hmm. Just want weed, man. That's all you need. Straight dank. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good story, this one. It's good to see uh, some proper studies being done, Marge. (laughs) Proper studies for Australia. Yeah, for Australia. But they won't apply anywhere else in the world because we all got to do our own because we can't trust anybody's research now, can we? Yeah. You know? No, we have to spend our own money, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not very often there's like a, a consensus that something is safe and effective, right? It has to be done by... Uh, these studies have to be done by individual countries, apart from that one thing that happened recently where it was just like, yeah, it's all good, carry on. No. <laughs> so interesting. This, this study was done in Australia by researchers in Australia, but the respiratory medicine journal that it was published in could be have a, a worldwide audience. I have no idea, but I think anytime that this kind of stuff is published in journals for medicine, it's just another way for doctors to educate themselves on, on cannabis and how it's not necessarily as bad as they used to think or came to believe or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So we got some uh, interesting news coming out of Canada from TG as well. This one's a cool one. What are you saying, TG? Um, He's like, oh, I was just about to smoke. <laughs> no, no, I'm just coming uh, coming up. I had some Kish. Kish. Shout out to Kish. Okay. Well, what is that? It's a strain. All it's right. like a, I think this is live resin or something. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's old, but it Pretty tasty. Anyway. Anyway. So, um, yeah, I guess one of these Canadians who purchased $4 billion worth of cannabis in 2021 to 2022, that's the name of the story. Uh, I was one of them because this stuff I'm smoking right now is actually legal, legally derived. It's pretty tasty. So Yeah, yeah but if it smells really bad, can your neighbors fine you? Uh, <laughs> well, no. My neighbors would be it was in my best my neighbor's best interest not to fuck with me because they're doing a lot worse shit than I am here, you know. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Say but, no uh, more. Say no more. <laughs> anyway, Canadians purchased four billion dollars worth of cannabis in 2021 to 2022. Federal and provincial governments have earned 1.6 billion dollars from legal cannabis sales in the fiscal year ending March 31st, 2022. So a year ago now. We don't have the numbers for this year yet, obviously, because it's not over and they don't usually tally those till later. But yeah, so this comes from $4 billion of illegal cannabis sales from April 1st, 2021 to March 31st, 2022, which is the equivalent of $131 per person of legal age to consume cannabis. So that's like, yeah, everybody that's legal in Canada to consume, that's like them spending 131 bucks each, which obviously doesn't happen because not everybody smokes here, but mm. It's a pretty big number. To yeah, be it, is, it is, to be fair, man. Mm. Yeah. So the new figures released by Stats Canada are the first time it has included data on rec cannabis as part of their control and sale of alcoholic beverages publication. Federal and provincial governments earned $15.2 billion 
holy fuck oh that's from from alcohol, alcohol yeah Con- control is him i was gonna say jesus uh yeah so they from booze they got 15.2 from weed we got 1.6 which mm-hmm. yeah uh the territory of yukon what that's a weird way to say it yukon territory yeah it's a territory <laughs> of yukon i guess <laughs> had the i've never heard it said like that had the highest per person cannabis sales which is 291 dollars per person followed by alberta and saskatchewan at 180 oh, alberta's 210 saskatchewan 185 quebec the lowest at 89 manitoba 107 and nova scotia 125 mm-hmm. so yeah i guess the, the territory of yukon likes their ganja nice really? that. it's a beautiful spot it's a great place if you ever go to vacation in canada check out yukon it's fucking awesome up there so yeah. unsurprisingly um, maybe to us, but not to a lot of the industry people, because there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, beverages, yeah, all this edible, blah, blah, blah. So unsurprisingly, dried cannabis remains the most popular type of cannabis sold, accounting for 71% uh, of recreational cannabis sales, followed by inhaled extracts, such as vape pens, hash, and rosin uh, at 18.1%, and then edibles followed at 4, 4.1%. Um, beverages didn't even register and Topicals, seeds, and other cannabis products were were low. Well, uh, those low numbers on edibles and drinks, don't you think 2%. that's probably to do with the regulations they had on how much you can buy at a time at a legal dispensary? Possibly. And also the, the 10 milligram limit pisses people yeah. off. Yeah. I think it's the 10 milligram limit. They changed yeah. to how many drinks you could buy at a time, but they're mm-hmm. pretty expensive too. Well, fuck. Yeah. If you buy a 2 4, it's still, it's going to cost you like 500, you know. Wow. <laughs> 500. <laughs> mm-hmm. PG's gone yeah. ghetto on us. Yeah. That's what we say here. Um, anyway, more than 2.8 billion of this uh, was for dried cannabis flour. So 728 million was for the inhaled extracts, 156 million for ingested cannabis extracts, uh, $164 million on edibles. And nearly 59 million was beverages, and then 52 million was topicals, seeds, which I'm most interested in, you know, the homegrown thing, like people think everyone here in Canada is growing weed and everybody's growing their own and like topicals, seeds, and other products are all in the same category. And they're only selling the lowest, you know, $52 million a year. So that's not very much. Nobody's buying seeds here yet. No, I'm not in the legal market anyway. No, well, I mean, people are, but yeah, there's like still some pretty good avenues to get some some legacy seeds that are way better than what's on the legal market anyway mm-hmm. yeah anyway yeah extracts and vape pens have been increasing in popularity since they were first introduced late in market into late 2019 and early 2020 eating into dried flowers market share which kind of makes sense you know vape pens are convenient and mm-hmm. new smokers don't know how to like do stuff with weed so they just buy this thing you plug in and boom there you go um Quebec, which does not allow the sale of high-potency extracts or vape pens or most edibles, sold the highest proportion of dried cannabis. So Quebec has a cap on, like, a, I think it's 30% on all products. So nothing there can be over 30%. So basically, oh. no shatter, no hash rosin, no good hash. Um, I can say that there is hash there, and some of it's kind of diluted with some really strange things to make it under 30%. Oh. Um, that I probably wouldn't get into. Wow, was but uh, sounds like soap bar, huh? Modern version. Yeah, I mean oh. it's not bad stuff. It's just not sent shippers that must bind soap like bar. <laughs> that word. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, 
Um, Canada assessed more than $500 million in excise taxes in the previous year. Um, and uh, that's the end of the article, I guess. That's crazy, man. That's a fucking huge amount of money. Yeah. $4 billion. Not bad. Mm-mm. Now, what bothers me on those, if, if, if the numbers at the beginning are correct, is that they earned $1.6 billion from $4 billion of sales. That means that cannabis was being taxed at 40%. Yeah. Wow. Mm, yeah, that's a and good it, good point. And it is. Do they, they wonder why the legal markets having trouble competing. My goodness, that's yeah. a heck is of it, a burden to have to pull. See, they they, they didn't say anything about whether that one point six billion includes like licensing fees and things like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. That was the other. That was what I took from it. I reckon a lot of that'd be licensing fee too. Like I know they tax it a lot, but 40 percent is a hard sell. Like they, I, I that's wouldn't. not that. Surely I don't actually know what the number is, but I know like there's a big coalition of a bunch of like craft growers and smaller companies, and even the bigger ones probably it's in their best interest, even though they're kind of greasy in that they they use the system to you know get subsidies and that kind of stuff as we've discussed. But they're they're really working to to change and and uh, I guess reassess the tax scheme because it's like yeah it makes it basically impossible for for some of these smaller guys to to do anything because they're under such a a regulatory burden in the first place let alone getting taxed like i don't even know like i should know but i don't but what it you know ultimately adds up to for the average you know craft producer if i if me and like if the five of us or whatever were to start a company homegrown weed or something and what would we have to pay right as a small company i don't know but it's a lot yeah and for, for a lot of these people they don't have like the ability to have you know bank banks backup and stuff because the banks don't fuck with them here um investors are kind of tough to drum up sometimes because it's cannabis and it's still a bit risky in a lot of people's eyes and yeah so there's a lot of shit that uh but um i guess government's making money so fuck yep that's it in the uk i mean you could show them this and be like yo look at all this money that they're making in tax like yes we're making that anyway bro (laughs) <laughs> but it's just going to us and not to the people so they're filling up their pockets so they don't want to let anybody else have a slice of the pie in the uk they're yeah fucking crooked ass motherfuckers but we have one more news story which uh is from monkey do and it tells us about an often overlooked consequence of the legal <laughs> cannabis <laughs> yeah this one this one came through the forum and uh i've already passed it around to my stoner friends and we've had a good laugh about it Let's just say it, it shows the extent that some lawmakers will do to try and stop legalization. So, <laughs> okay, Minnesota lawmakers argue, argues against marijuana legalization because sniffer dogs would lose their jobs. <laughs> I mean, come on! When they posted that title up at the forum, I said, "I've got to look at this one." You can't, you can't. You can't write this stuff. You know? mm-hmm. Well, so a Republican senator in Minnesota arguing against the legalization of recreational marijuana cited the impact it would have on the state's drug sniffing dogs among his reasons. Speaking at a Senate Transportation Committee hearing on February 13th, Senator John Jansky argued that legalization would put canine dogs out of a job. My goodness, Mm-mm. what are these dogs going to do with their life now? You know, they might actually have to go home and relax and live a regular life. 
Okay, what is going what is it going to cost our local law enforcement agencies who've done these dogs? I like the way he worded that. This is a quote. What it's gonna cost our what it, it or what's it gonna cost our local law enforcement agencies who've done these dogs? Ooh, done these dogs. That's, that's yeah, the, yeah. What, that's, me right there. I, I think odd way to say it. That one. Both exactly. the guy they're talking about this this uh this John Jasinski, that guy been smoking far too much weed and yeah, also really. the person <laughs> writing this article has been smoking far too much weed yeah. what the actual the fuck are... is going on here man <laughs> the guy who's writing this article is getting a good laugh right now i know it for yeah, sure yeah these motherfuckers eating acid what the fuck <laughs> we spent thousands and dollars was thousands and thousands of dollars on these dogs to get these dogs drug trained and now they're not going to have they're going to have to be retired that's the what tragic My goodness Yes. I saw that video of this douche, and he's just like, yeah, you're a douche. Fucking shut It's crazy stuff. Though. Have you seen that video? Uh, it, it's a popular one of these Instagram reels where there's a retired police dog, and he's just sitting there looking out the window, enjoying his life because the re- retired police dog, and the guy's just there saying milk, flowers, trees, bees, all these <laughs> random words, and the, and the dog's just sitting there completely ignoring him, and then he goes, cocaine, and the dog's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Turn to him, ears up, like, did you say cocaine? I love the smell of cocaine. You know? <laughs> but okay. The... Sorry, Senator, my hit Okay, Senator Jasky, uh, he added, while he was a mayor of Faribault, he was in charge of fundraising campaign to get the police department a drug dog, saying that now that money's going to be going away because those dogs can't be used anymore. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 I mean, the segment was picked up by a progressive talk radio station, the Heartland Signal, which shared the edited clip on Twitter and it went viral, racking up 1.3 million views. Yeah, one of those was me, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and me. <laughs> Fucking guy, though. Yeah, like, that's a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah. It's been I reported mean, that marijuana trained dogs yeah. have been losing their job duties <laughs> as more states have legalized marijuana for recreational use. It's either force the dogs into retirement or jobs at the airport. Well, you know, it is kind of a big deal. Like these dogs' families are going to be like fucked, right? Their kids. I don't know how they're going to get going to school for. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, 401k and shit. How, you know? how are they going <laughs> to provide? Right. Really, fucked. really, really. I mean, but it, it's it's obscene here. This guy is complaining about losing the money for dog training, but does he realize you'll never have to train another dog like this? Oh, man. <laughs> it's not like the, other... the cops they're not gonna have an issue getting funding like really mm-hmm, give me a... mm-hmm. really i mean it's crazy but i i mean it's so as a dog lover let's let this dog go home and enjoy family life you know <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah what about all the other drugs <laughs> like it's not just weed that like, i mean yeah, you, okay, I legalized weed. you haven't legalized cocaine and heroin like no. surely he can repurpose the pup like it doesn't right. have to just be oh can't the, uh, not allowed to chase down weed anymore. But That's think of the trauma. Think of the trauma the poor dog has to go through. <laughs> learning a new activity at such a late stage of its life. Yeah. Stuff. hmm hmm You know, you can just imagine this dog he's working at the airport now. He's got his new uniform on. He's outside, you know, he's, he's smoking he's, he's on his cigarette break, he's having a smoke. And he's he's like, Oh my god, Buster, you too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All these retired security dogs now. You know what I mean? Oh my god, Larry, you too, bro. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. It's legalization, it's fucking us all, boy. Well, this this story really does it it 
makes it seem like if you didn't if they didn't say dog you'd think this was people for sure really you would i mean it's crazy stuff let's go on a little further because it gets even crazier in the article guys it really does what (laughs) representative zach stevenson introduced the marijuana legalization bill in january uh, is expected to move through the state legislature and has the support of the governor tim walsh in a historic vote last year the u.s house of representatives passed marijuana legalization but it was stopped in the senate because it was controlled by the republicans at the time despite polls suggesting broad support for marijuana legalization recreational the dfl supporters also cited that potential boost in tax revenue could bring to the state jansky listed a number of other reasons for his opposition including potential increased drug driving and a supposed decline in public transit ridership and an impact on mental health and threat to kids Let's go and, and, and come on, guys. We got to rip these. Yeah, you know. <laughs> wow. So, he's worried about people won't take the bus as much because weed's going to be legal. Come on. Uh, give yeah. me a Just clutching at straws, man. His, his quotes again goes, does this improve public safety on our roads? I think there's no way. We will try to reduce the number of deaths on our road. And this legislation is going in the opposite direction. And it's not going to help. Now. This Senator Jansky was cited on suspicion of drunk driving in 2020. He pleaded not oh. guilty to the charges and was placed on one-year probation what? In, in, in court. So this is a, a, a drunk driver, a, a drunk arrested drunk driver, not convicted. Oh and, my and it's, it's god! About cannabis right now, okay? Reminds me of one of the you know them them <laughs> priests who do all these fucking you know oh you can't be gay one of them guys and then he's found with a gay rent boy in a hotel room he's <laughs> <laughs> like one of them kind of guys man he's like i i can do it but you can't do it not you don't you drunk much. drive i'll do it you know fucking assholes now, now with all of his complaints about drunk driving the article further goes and this is according to the national library of medicine a 2017 study found that drunk drivers are nearly 18 times more risky uh, of a driver, more, but they're more 18 times more likely to be involved in an accident than a, a sober driver. And, and a uh, person under the influence of cannabis is twice as likely. Now, 18 versus two, which one would you rather have right. on the road? Personally, mm-hmm. I don't want either one of them on the road, but if I had to choose one, I know which one I want. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, the yeah. article is, it's a great article and it just goes to show this guy has no idea. And this is what we're up against, guys. When we're trying to face legalization, this is the ignorance that we have to yeah. face. We yeah. put these people in charge of things to make rules. And it's like, who voted for this guy in, in any way whatsoever? Is it, it, or did, was he just given the position by somebody? Yeah. Uh, they voted him in. But wow. You know, people just must have been like four people voting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, His relatives, you know, maybe. Yeah, this guy's also, you know, he he's also talked about the threat to the children. Regarding the threat to the children, mm-hmm. Jansky mm-hmm. cited unspecific story of an entire classroom getting stoned on marijuana gummies. Gummies. <laughs> wow. said, yeah. There have been. What you think this is college? <laughs> Sergeant Studenko from fucking Cheech and Chong movies. You know that's what this guy sounds like. Really, he says there, there's been a couple of examples in recent years of this happening. One involving five students ingesting THC gummies in New Mexico, and one with ten students in California. Not a whole classroom being stoned out of their mind on gummies. Again, he's just taking any information wow. he can and just kind of ramp it back up. I reckon this guy. 
He just wants to keep the dogs working. The dogs can't relax. They can't go for their retirement because he is a cat owner. And the cats are telling him, <laughs> don't, don't let them dogs rest. Yeah, it's the only thing that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you one thing though. He's lost every every dog vote he ever got. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, the reason that Minnesota is even looking at this whole thing going forward here is because when the farm bill came in, they did what a lot of states in the U.S. have done, and they are, they're basically allowing a sale mm-hmm. of Delta Nine THC and Delta Eight THC as long as it's hemp derived. And you can you can purchase uh, five milligram hemp derived THC gummies anywhere. You know, one of those things over in Minnesota, you can do it down here where I live, too. Um, and so now the state is actually saying that we you know, it's already legal. Why don't we go ahead and make it really legal and benefit from this? But this guy doesn't want any part of it. So there you go, guys. Another example of stupidity. Well, you know, they go on about stoners being docile. What the fuck? These goddamn motherfuckers, man. They ain't got well, a clue, have they? He doesn't even want to expunge convictions, man. He says if people were ever convicted of weed crime, that they need need to pay for their crime. He doesn't think that that the, he doesn't see the fact that the government has imprisoning people for something erroneously here. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, ang- it completely makes me angry, man. Yeah, yeah he says at the, at the bottom they break the law. And now we're releasing them. Says the guy was charged with the DUI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Seriously, you can't make this shit up, can you? God damn, man. No, he got grilled pretty heavily on Twitter with this with this release there. And, and, and it was deserved. I have to say that, you know. Yeah. But but then again, at the same time, there was a small segment of people out there in the Twitterverse that were yes. actually defending his his uh, opinion. You know, you always have that oh. side. They're trolls, Chinese bots. <laughs> <laughs> Gang <cut. laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's all the news articles this week. We have some forum news, only a little bit of forum news that we'll get to before we go to the the uh, smoke break. We the It's nearly the end of February now. This is the 26th of recording the show, the Cannabis News, which uh, this, this episode you're listening to will go out on the 27th. So that's like the 27th and the 28th, the last two days of February. Uh, so if you're a known user of the forum, make sure that you get over there and you are involved in the Weed Seed Express wheel spin competition, which ends in a couple of days. And the wheel spin will be on the 1st of March. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, February, March. That's right. That's what all of the months come in. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the is the HLG comp for the 300 R spec. We're going to do the heads or tails competition for that. And the entry for that closes in a couple of days as well. But I'm making a rule with all of these competitions we're having over the next year before these HLG lights. You can't be a new member, sign up, and then get involved in these competitions. It's not going to work like that. Maybe for a couple of them, we'll do that. But uh, for most of them, you're going to have to be a member before the competition starts. So this month, we're giving away the 300 R-Spec, and that will be closing in two days. And you know we start a new one on the 1st of March. Uh, so the next competition on the 1st of March, we're going to be giving away the 600 R-Spec, which is an epic light, and you do want to win this. But if you are not a member of Percy's before the 1st of March, then you're not going to be able to enter the competition. So I just want to make sure that everybody knows if you want to take part in the competition to win a 600 R spec from HLG, absolutely free, get over to Percy's and sign up if you haven't already. Because if you sign up on the 1st of March and try and enter, it's not going to work. Yeah, that's the, the, the closing date is already off then. 
So get over there now, today or tomorrow, if you listen to this on the Monday. So 1st of March, it'll be closed off. So if you want to take part, get over there and sign up. Sign up. Do it now. But that's about it, right? What else have we got to add here? I just read something crazy on Twitter. Oh, what like, you got? Um, one of Canada's, uh, in my opinion, premier craft producers, North 40, they just got a positive test result for hops latent viroid. Oh, no. He's been very transparent. He's posted the picture of the the thing right right there on his Twitter. But, like, this is something that, and I'm I'm tweeting back to him or whatever, and I'm saying, like, it's a lot more common than, than people think and probably want to admit in this industry. As we remember, we talked to Benjamin Padovani with his whole fucking deal where he just nerfed his entire crop because he got it. Um, and yeah, this is a serious shit. Um, so, you know, it goes for everybody. Uh, just, I guess, a quick a quick thing based on this, like sanitize your shit and, and test your incoming genetics if you have the ability. And like, if you're, if you're doing big amounts of stuff, like, and there's money involved, source your shit legit because like, this is this is terrible, you know. He, hopefully, it hasn't spread because it is contagious to other hemp plants, right? Um, so, uh, yeah. Well, I got, I'm going to keep my eye on this, but uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to to Gord for being so, you know, transparent. It's it's rare in the industry, uh, I will say. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, H HLVD is not. Is that H hops latent viroid? Yeah, is yeah. not uh, something to be trifled with. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Cool. Didn't yeah, and a quick mention of this one here because uh, Billy shared it in the chat a couple of times. But there's some news regarding his son Mitch and also Billy Coldwell as well. I can see there's a. I can't read that. It's really small. But it's uh, Mitch Gisborne, 15, is the other child along with Harry to get the drug. For three. Yeah, he's got sweet. He's got the uh because oh. he has epilepsy. In case anybody doesn't know the story, he has uh epilepsy and obviously uses uh cannabis as a medicine to prevent him from having seizures. And Billy's been through loads of shit over the last few months with, with uh, the authorities because of all of this. It's been ridiculous, man. And he has to obviously pay a shitload of money for that uh, cannabis medicine as well. But it looks like he's gonna start getting it free. Uh, thanks to Charlotte's intervention, his mom, Caroline, gave up work to look after him. Sorry, I'm reading like this. It's really fucking small. I'm squinting. Uh, and had to rely on the generosity of people on her crowdfunding site to pay for the medical cannabis. Caroline, 50, Camelford, Cornwall said, the relief of having his medication for free is enormous. It has removed a tremendous strain. The free CBD called... Uh, Satoline, I think it's Sataline or something. S A T O L I N E was supplied by Selen, uh, C E L E N. Maybe that's Ellen's cannabis company. <laughs> uh, you know, Ellie DeGeneres, that lady, uh, who were uh, oh. delighted to help. So that's cool, man. I'm glad you guys finally found a way around that because I know you were stressing about it when it was going to come to the, uh, I don't know, was it like June or something? When you uh, when you was gonna get fucked over, we was gonna stop paying for it. Yeah, so we're yeah, can't really do much more on it now, Billy. I can't download it. We're in the middle of the show, man. You could have got this to me before the show started, and I would have you know read it out, and that could have been my news story. It's a shame, but we'll cover it at some point, man. Yeah, maybe we'll cover it next week in the news. Yeah, for sure. We'll find out what's going on. Get all the details and shit. 
And there we go, everybody. That was this week's cannabis news and events. As usual, if you have any news stories you would like us to cover on next week's show, then feel free to head over to our Discord server. The link for the Discord is in the description of the download. So just go to where you downloaded this from and check the description, click the link, and you'll be able to join us in the Discord. Alternatively, you can also find us on percysgrowroom.com slash forum. If you're not a member already, then get signed up today because the competition for the HLG 600R spec will start tomorrow if you're downloading this on the 27th. Well, it'll start on the 1st of March, two days. So sign up today or sign up tomorrow. Get your posts up and you'll be able to be involved in the next competition to win an epic grow light from HLG. Don't miss out. There's loads of cool comps for you to be involved with. So get over to Percy's and sign up. But as well as that, you can also email us. You can find us on social networks. Just search for High on Homegrown on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram and you'll find us and you'll be able to send us a message there with any news stories that you would like us to cover on next week's show. But as usual, thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We appreciate every single one of you guys that take the time to download and listen. So thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Cannabis News and Events. And we'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview. So we'll see you then. Stay high, stay safe, share if you can. But of course, no pressure. We'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye, everybody.